Let's pray. Father, speak through me, bless through me, and transform lives through me. Let the entrance of your word give light and bring understanding to your people. In Jesus' name. Amen. Becoming the best you can be. How to be outstanding in a crowded field in a godly way. How to be outstanding in a crowded field in a godly way. In the body of Christ, we celebrate people who died several years before we were born. Some actually died hundreds of years before we were born. We celebrate the exploits of Martin Luther, who led um, a powerful reformation in the body of Christ. We celebrate people like John Wesley. We celebrate in our part of the world, we celebrate people like in Ghana, we celebrate people like Peter Neem, through whom God did marvelous things was through Peter Neem that um, the Pentecostal and the, the Pentecostal movement started. In fact, there are about four Pentecostal churches. The Church of Pentecost, Christ Apostolic, uh, Apostolic Church, and uh, there's one more. And I think Assemblies of God. Um, there's one more. Most of these churches came through Peter Neem and we still celebrate them. Now, these men these men did not set out to be famous they did not just start something and say okay john wesley didn't have in mind that i am he was going to do something so that the two affair will use him as an example in ghana in 2021 he didn't have that at the back of his mind but you see when you do your best when you do your best you will be remembered are you here when you do your best you will be remembered i'm sure that after a hundred years from today people like archbishop nicholas duncan williams people like dr mason otabel our grandchildren and great-grandchildren will come and talk about their influence and their contribution to the charismatic movement in this in this country i am sure that 200 years to come People will still talk about um, um, Bill Gates and people will talk about Steve um, Jobs and people will talk about these men that have influenced our societies. They did not set out to be popular. They set out to do their best. And when you commit yourself to doing your best, you will be remembered and be rewarded. So the motivation for this sermon is not getting you to set out to be famous or something but asking you to be your best asking you to do your best in every way desire to be the best husband desire to be the best christian desire to be the best wife desire to be the best student desire to be the best child desire to be the best leader desire to be the best pastor just give up your best and in years to come you will be remembered and you will be remembered for good examples when you mention the name of Kwame Nkrumah Kwame Nkrumah is mentioned for good examples you will be remembered for doing amazing things for your generation and not for yourself so the next four Sundays I will be urging you on to do your best I heard a story of a young lady in the church she used to go to church late 
And she will be on a high hill and take a walk. And she had a friend in the protocol team who will reserve a seat very close to the front of, of um, almost close to the pulpit. And this young lady will arrive late at the time the pastor will be preaching and the chapel as quiet as this. And this young lady would take a walk from the back and you will hear her footsteps. Ke, 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 and everybody's attention will be drawn to the, this young lady. So one time someone confronted and said, why do you do this? A friend of hers said, why do you do these things? She said, I want people to know that I'm in the church. I want my presence to be felt. You know, when you, when you are not ready to pay the price for becoming the best, you choose every means to try to be the best. Sometimes it means that color your hair in the very in the in a very weird color so that when you show up, every attention will be on you. Sometimes it means that just wear an exposing dress so that people's attention will be on you. Sometimes it even means pick up a fight. Just pick up a fight. When we close church. Do something out there. People's attention will come on you. Because everybody has a, has a desire to be significant. Has a desire to be recognized and to be celebrated. But I want to show you the right way to do it. And as you may have seen in the title, best in this contest, in, in this contest is not a word. It's an acronym. It means be yourself. Examine yourself. Stretch yourself. And trust yourself. So in this series, I will talk on being yourself, examining yourself, stretching yourself, and trusting yourself. And trusting yourself. So that's a series we're going to do. So today, allow me to begin with a part one. Be yourself. Be yourself. Jeremiah 18 verse 6. From the NIV, the Bible says, Like a clay in the hand of the porter, so are you in my hand. Like a clay in the hands of a porter, so are you in my hands. Remember, we are talking about being yourself. Being yourself. So, a porter gets an idea of a pot. Goes out there, gets a clay, and molds a pot. The porter may not mold just a single pot, but different shapes of pot depending on the usage. Some pots will be to, to keep jewels. Some pots will actually be meant for serving food. Some for holding water. Some for different purposes. Different purposes. And the porter will be then built. And that's the same way God says we are like that in his hands. All of us shaped differently, designed differently, with different giftings, with different abilities, with different capabilities to serve different purposes. To serve different purposes. But sometimes when everybody is thirsty, the pot holding the water becomes very valuable. And everybody will be looking for that pot that is holding the water. Maybe you are the pot holding the jewels. But nobody wants to use the jewel at the time. 
So everybody's attention is on this port that is holding the water. The chances are that you want to be that port. Because everybody's attention is going on that port. And suddenly you want to be the port holding the water. But you were not designed to hold the water. Sometimes everybody is hungry and everybody's attention is on the port that is holding the food. And that port suddenly becomes popular and suddenly becomes important and suddenly becomes very significant. And you are the port holding the water. Be patient. When they finish eating, they will look for you. But also sometimes that patience to wait until it is your turn so that you can be yourself is what we lack. Is what we lack. Well, I'm married to a fashionable woman and I know how ladies preserve the, the containers that keep their jewels. But in most cases, those containers are not needed until they are ready to dress up. Then they go for them. But probably the jewels are the most important things, the most expensive things. But they are not often sought after until they are ready to dress up. And so when you see another pot being used daily and you feel that you are useless, you are not important, you are not significant because you are not in need, you are not in demand. And that is where you lose it. That's where you enter into an identity crisis. That's where you want to be somebody you were not designed for. When people want you to be like them, that is a problem. That is a problem. When a certain pot feels that the way I was designed and shaped, people have need of me, so be like me. And they want to remold you and reshape you. In doing that, they will create cracks in you. They will create cracks in you. When I married mommy, I wanted her to be like me. The go-getter. The visionary, I pushed for things, I was bold, I would knock at every door. But mommy was different. She was the quiet type, she would come from behind me, she would, she would manage the things I have left behind me in my attempt to move on in life. And I wanted her to be like me until the Lord said to me, as you cut the path and you are going, there are many bends in the path. Your wife comes from behind you and corrects all the bends in the path. Let her be herself. Don't let her be like you. And we are such a tremendous team. She being herself and me being myself. I also remember at some point she wanted me to be like her. I had many friends and she didn't, I was so sociable and she didn't understand why you are so sociable. And until recently, mommy was a very quiet person who didn't like to talk. In fact, in public, she doesn't like to talk, but at home now, I think menopause changes. Um, she's become a bit of a talkative now. Um, and uh, so, so mommy didn't understand why you talk like this. Every time you are talking, you stand here, you talk. You go here, you talk. You are here, you are talking. You preached in the, you preached first service, second service. You did counseling. We have come home. Won't you rest more? You are still talking. Eh, won't you rest more? She, you know, she wanted me to be like her. But you see, I can get, I can become the best if I am myself.
designed for a certain purpose. Designed for a certain purpose. You can become yourself if you know why God designed you, why God built you. You are a purpose-built individual. You cannot do everything, but you can do something so well. Focus on that thing. Discover why God created you. Live according to the purpose and the will of God for your life. All these men I talk about, the Charles Newtons, and all these men, they did not pursue what they did even as a profession. They felt it was a calling. They felt this was what God created us to do. They were so committed to what they were doing as if it was going to be part on their, on their, as a requirement for entry into heaven. When people want you to be like the people they admire, that is a bigger problem. When they want you to be like them, that is a problem. But when they want you to be like the people they admire, that is even a bigger problem. Your husband wants you to be like that wife. The wife he doesn't know only meets at church. Your husband wants you to be like that wife. Your wife wants you to be like that husband. Your father wants you to be like that man's son. Your mother wants you to be like that woman's daughter. That is even a bigger problem. That is a bigger problem. Among all our siblings, my, my siblings, we are seven in number. We are all different. Differently shaped, differently created, different characters, different everything. But it's the difference, our differences that actually makes us a good family. But the biggest problem is when you want to be like them. When you want to be like them is the biggest problem. When they want you to be like them is a problem. When they want you to be like the people they admire is a big is a bigger problem. But the biggest problem is when you want to be like them. When you want to be like them When suddenly you want to be like Bishop Titio Fair. And in most cases, when we want to be like them, we just want to have what they have. We just want to have the name they have. We just want to have the success they have. But we do not want to pay the price they paid to get there. And that is why it's the biggest problem. Because you are deceived to think that these people got to where they got to as a result of some lack somewhere. They discovered their God-given purpose. They allowed the, the, the porter to shape them. They were patient when they were put on the, on the potter's wheel and they kept turning them around and, and then they didn't form well and they matched them again and squeezed them and went through all the pain and everything to emerge they paid the price to be the best. If you want to be the best, you must pay the price to be there. Must pay the price to be there. Not just wishing to be like someone. Now hear this. But when you want to be like you, 
That is where everything changes. You become the best. When you want to be like you, you want to be the real you. And I've said here, you know, because you were created in the image of God, the more you know God, the more you know you. If you want to discover you, discover more of God. Draw closer to him. He's the light that throws on you and suddenly you discover who you are. He's the light that shows every little soil, every little dirt in your clothes. He's also the light that shows every strength that you have, every opportunities that are available for you. And the closer you get to the one who designed you and created you and molded you and shaped you, the more you discover who you are. I've said it here before. I've said it here before. When I was growing up, everybody said I was a fool. Some way, somehow, I also thought I was. Then I became a Christian. Started getting closer to the Lord. And as I got closer to the Lord, I discovered things about me that most people did not know. Now, what they say you can't not do, they say that because they know you from your weakness point of view. But not your strength point of view. Your weakness is obvious for everyone to see. But your strength is always in the inside of you. When you say you can do something, it's because there is something in you that tells you you can do it. That's something in you, nobody sees it. It's an ability God put in the inside of you. It's a capacity God put in the inside of you. It's, it's an idea God put in the inside of you. And sometimes it comes from the unique you. No one has ever existed that looked like you. Sometimes the best way to be the best is to celebrate your God-given uniqueness. to celebrate your god-given uniqueness there hasn't been anyone ever born ever walked on the surface of the earth that looks exactly like you even twins you can still find a difference that looks exactly like you there's nobody born today that will look like you in your generation and no generation will ever come that someone will look like you in terms of your content, your character, your ambition, your uniqueness, your shape, your abilities. God never creates two people. You are unique in your own right. It is that uniqueness that you must celebrate. It is that uniqueness that you must focus on. It is that thing special about you that you must follow. That is how you become the best. When you are yourself. When you choose to be yourself. So let me share a few ideas on how you can be yourself. Don't compare yourself with anyone. Don't compare yourself with anyone. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 12, NIV. Do not dare to classify or compare yourself with someone who commend themselves. With some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves by themselves, they are not wise. In other words, it is foolishness
to compare yourself to anybody. Because comparison leads to competition. And competition actually will break your focus. Competition will break your focus. It will take you through paths that you don't need to go. I declared my independence of people's expectation years ago. And I'm enjoying life. I'm having fun in the Lord. The reason why I enjoyed my Christian life is because I understand the God that created me. He made me special. I need to have that direct relationship with him. I need to hear from him. I need to do things because I know he told me. I know he created me. I believe that every Sunday morning I am coming here. I'm just coming to do what I was created to do. Every day I walk to a craft business school, I know that I'm just going to do what I was created to do. Shaped for it, designed for it, purposely built for it. I don't have to kill myself to do it. Footballers are paid very well. And sometimes you wonder why a player earning like 200,000 pounds a week will complain if he's not playing. You'll be paid anyway. You will be paid if you don't play. But why would a player be complaining when he's not getting paid? They don't just love the money. They love what they do. They love playing the ball. They love standing in the crowd. And they're showing their skills. They love the atmosphere. Why? They were shaped for it. They were designed for it. They were purpose built for it. Imagine this, getting rewarded for doing what you love doing because you were designed to do it. That's why every day is Christmas for me. Every day is a happy day for me. Because I wake up in the morning and I wake up into something that I love doing. Because I was shaped for it, designed for it. And I have never compared myself to anyone. I have been motivated by people's achievements. I have been encouraged by people's achievements. I have learned from people, but I have not compared myself to, pe myself to people. Don't kill yourself with competition. Nobody wins in the competition. Don't marry a certain girl because your friend married a certain girl. Don't buy a certain car because your friend bought a certain car. Competition will make you a follower for the rest of your life. And actually, you are following someone who himself doesn't know where he's going. That's why you are all competing. I walk into a service here enjoying my life. I have no enemy here. Even if I have one, I don't know. I don't bother. I won't find out because I won't give them a room to rise against me. Don't try to please everyone because it is virtually impossible. Luke 2 26. Woe to you when everyone speaks well of you. For that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. Woe to you when everyone is speaking well of you. 
I had a friend who had an argument with his wife several years ago. Then they came to me and I was trying to resolve the matter. And my friend keeps saying, oh, Bishop, everyone knows I'm better than my wife. Oh, Bishop, everyone knows. Bishop, people praise me a lot. People say good things about me more than my wife. I said to him, it's because you are a hypocrite. Even Jesus didn't get everyone saying good things about him. Up to now, he has proven beyond any shadow of doubt that he is the Lord. He is a life-changing spirit. And yet, yet, people still speak evil about him. I was just watching a video this morning, or last night, and a guy was saying that, right in the t-shirt, Jesus was gay. And walk on the streets, no one will attack you, no one will attack you. But choose other religious leaders and say something bad about them, you will be attacked. Jesus has been the most abused, criticized, misunderstood religious leader of all times. And yes, every day he proves people wrong. Because those who follow him, he changes their lives. And yet people will close their eyes on those things and criticize him. I think he doesn't get the, 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 the recognition that he deserves. But hey, if the Lord was criticized, and after 2,000 years, when he, having resurrected from the grave, people have tried to prove that he did not live. People have tried to prove he did not die. People have tried to prove he did not resurrect. And all of them have failed. Yet, he is still criticized. You want everybody to love you? Go to heaven. Go to heaven. But here, you won't get everybody to love you. And you attempt to get everybody to praise you and everybody to love you, you, be, you lose your identity. Because you have to act in a way to please everybody. You have to act in a way to please everybody. You can get everyone to love you. You can get everyone to appreciate you. You can get. If all of you here love me, if all of you here have never gossiped about me, if all of you here have not been offended before about something I've, I said or did, then I'm the greatest hypocrite. Then I'll be the greatest hypocrite to ever mount the pulpit. Some people have so much need to be loved that they will lose the identity to be loved. And once you lose your identity, the love doesn't last long. Because people love genuine things, not fake things. Are you here? Don't be afraid to be different. Don't be afraid to be different. Numbers 14 verse 24 from the NIV. But because my servant Caleb had a different spirit, has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I'll bring him into the land he went to. And his descendants will inherit it. So, 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 these people, 10 spies have been sent to go and look at the land God promised whether it is truly flowing with milk and honey. Then they come back and all of them brought bad report. Who wants to be the odd one out? Who wants to be the odd one out? If 10 men meet 
and all of them are criticizing me, it would take a courageous man amongst them to say, all of you are wrong. It would take a courageous man to stand out there to say, all of you are wrong. That's what Caleb did. When all the men came, they said the land is inhabited by giants who were like grasshoppers in their eyes and so are we in our own eyes. But he stood up and silenced all of them. He was a man of a different spirit. And sometimes the man God is looking for is the one that celebrates his difference. I am different from you. And that's what makes me special. You are different from me and that's what makes you special. I have four children. They are all different. My first son, Kevin, is a quiet, humble, respectful young man who, when I went to London one day, he was to invite me to preach and his nickname was Yes, Please. He went on the pulpit to invite me and everybody was like, yes, please, yes, please. Then I asked my pastor in London, why do they call him yes, please? He said, because everything you tell him, he says yes, please. So at his age, I get angry at something and I rebuke him. He, even if he was right and I, I misunderstood him, he would still say yes, please. And probably later on come back to explain or leave it till I discover it later. That is his nature. I've always said to the man that he will be a better leader than myself. As far as he can keep, yes, please. And he doesn't have to change. He doesn't have to change. It is his nature. Yes, please. That is his title. Reverend, yes, please. <laughs> I make a phone call to him. He doesn't say hello. He says, yes, please, daddy. I say, Kevin, yes, please, daddy. So now all the siblings are picking, yes, please. My Mr. Wa, respectful, but very tough. She's in university. Sometimes the mother is worried about her. I said, leave that girl. She'll survive on her own. She'll survive. She will deal with every situation that comes away. She will deal with it. They are different. When they were young, Kevin is seven years older than Mami Sewa. Seven years older than Mami Sewa. But when they were young, if you ask them, go to sleep. Go to sleep. It's Mami Sewa who will challenge the other. Daddy, why? It is only eight o'clock. Why? The Kevin will start walking. Mami Sewa will look at Kevin and say, where are you going? You went and say, and then you are going, and then all of us have to go. <laughs> And mommy is just wonderful in his own. And it's, so I have four children. So Tetebia is the drama queen. And Anna is, I don't care about anything. Life must go on. I know what I'm looking for. Nana comes home. Mommy, Tetebia is hungry. Comes home. Mommy, I'm hungry. What food is at home? You give her anything. She takes it. She goes. And thanks you. And Nana comes home and said, Mommy, I want to eat fufu. And mommy said, no, we have rice. No, but I want to eat fufu. Mommy said, we have rice. And no, I want to eat fufu. And the mother will come and say, talk to your child. He has to show respect. I said, no, that is not disrespect. That is leadership. He knows what he wants. And he goes for it. 
he knows what he wants and he goes for it so so we need to celebrate our differences we need to celebrate it we need to be able to come there is not nobody there is no trait in anyone that is bad god will never create any bad thing in you it's just the way you are brought up that's just the way you go through things and you are molded and shaped and influenced so who you are goes through a certain situation and then it comes out as a behavior so it's the behavior that people judge as being bad or being good but you know that in the inside of you is a resident good that god placed in you all good and perfect gifts come from above you are such a good woman you are such a good man you are such a good child but just guess what you just have to believe that you are good and you begin to put out those things there you may be judged it's all right you may be judged listen to it find out why you are being judged negatively and see what you can do about it but please please don't change what god placed in the inside of you follow your conviction not the crowd follow your conviction not the cr crowd Exodus 23 verse 2 NIV do not follow the crowd in doing wrong sometimes it's so difficult to be the odd one out but you see if you have a conviction I told you I told you in the mid 90s it was very very fashionable for pastors to be in Europe and pastors were looking for the opportunity to be in Europe. The African churches have started emerging and they were growing and uh, people were moving to Europe. Then God said to me, go back to Ghana. I was doing the opposite of what everybody was doing. Her pastor friends who called me and said, listen, you are making the greatest mistake of your life. This is the land of opportunity. Why are you going back to Africa? What do you have there? You are going into nothing. Stay here. But I heard something from God. God said, everything I created have their own places of abundance. The fish will multiply in the sea and the, and the fruit will bear, the tree will bear fruit on land. He said, Europe is not your place of abundance. I heard something from girl that is called conviction conviction having this belief in something because you have no doubt that it will work follow your conviction follow your conviction the fact that everybody's running towards a certain direction does not mean that they are going forward that's not mean they are going forward they don't join them there was an experiment or a prank a group of people started running and all the guys who saw them felt they couldn't be running like this if something was not chasing them so whatever was is chasing them let me run away from that thing and they kept following and kept running and kept following until this guy stopped and said wow we were pranking you guys nothing was chasing us One time, Dr. Mensah Otabel, several years ago, said something. She wanted, he, want, he was in the traffic, 
and wanted to dodge the traffic. And so there was a taxi driver that took a detour and um, drove on the shoulders of the road. So he followed the taxi driver. And he assumed that the taxi driver was actually heading towards um, his direction. And uh, so he followed. He followed until the taxi driver parked in front of a house. He was going home. <laughs> he was actually going home. So please don't follow the crowd in doing wrong. Follow your conviction. There is nothing wrong with you doing something that is different from the others. When, when, when I decided to become a pastoral entrepreneur, I was criticized because it was fashionable at the time for everyone to be a full-time pastor. I looked around Ghana. I saw those who went ahead of us, how their children couldn't go to universities, how they spent all their lives raising a church and building a church and all these difficult moments and working hard and they dying early of diabetes and heart blood pressure and all those things and their children becoming fatherless their wives couldn't continue pastoring the church the hawks in the church would take over the church from them and forget about all the sweat there will be always the new king who did not know joseph that will arise I called my wife and I said to my wife, I do not want that to happen to you. You see how we have come here? We came to Sprinters Road. She left her job. I left my scholarship. We came to Sprinters Road, leaving an uncompleted burden. I said, you see this pain? You see this toil that we are going through? When I die this church, you won't automatically take over this church. You will see people that will fight you. But there's something I can do. There's something I can do. I can set up a business. That you can take over so i decided to build businesses along the distance we don't need to depend on church i don't want any church board to sit down and determine which school my children can go and which school they cannot go i do not want anybody to determine which house i can live in and which house i cannot live in i want to have the right to choose where i want to live the right to take my children to school i want them to go i am not going to allow that to happen to you to me and to my children and people said i was backsliding people said i was backsliding but guess what i did guess what i did i followed my conviction not the crowd and the next one follow your passion not fashion follow your passion not the fashion don't do what is fashionable do what you were created to do fashionable everybody's doing this everybody's doing that and everybody's saying it this way and everybody wants to be a lawyer and everybody wants to be a doctor in, in ghana years ago it was fashionable to be an evangelist and most pastors said oh they were evangelists and now it's fashionable to be a prophet very very fashionable you can start a church opposite us here right now if we're a prophet and the church will double and some of you will cross carpet <laughs> some of you just as if you have not even seen me before you, you will not even remember anything god used me to do for you you will just cross carpet so it's very very fashionable to be a prophet in ghana and i can turn up friday evenings prayer meetings into prophetic meetings but i'm too born again to deceive you i'm too born again not to point you to christ i'm too born again not to teach you how to pray 
but to teach you how I can pray for you. I'm too born again not to teach you how to hear from God, but I will hear from God on your behalf. I am too born again for you to allow you to worship me. I cannot be an idol for you. <laughs> that is why I come to church without any protocol, without anything. I just walk to church. I drive to church myself. I drive to church. I drive out of church myself. People wonder, why don't, don't you have a driver? Why don't you have... So I want to be as simple as possible so that nobody looks up to me as if I'm Jesus. I have never donated a pint of blood to anybody anywhere. When we were growing up, my mother put fear in us. My mother said we were so poor that we didn't have enough blood. So no blood donation. Can you imagine? Train up a child the way you should go. When he grows up, he will not depart from it. So I have never even donated a blood for anybody. But it's the Lord that shed his whole blood for you. And he's the one we should be pointing out to. He's the one who should be the central focus. The central piece of what we do. Let me try and close you now. You go out for evangelism. We're doing evangelism after church. Follow your assignment and not attraction. This I've preached several times here. Uh, follow your assignment, not attraction. Assignment is what you were created to do. Attraction is what you are copying to do. So do what you were created to do. Jeremiah 1.5 Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Now, do you know God knew I was going to preach this sermon before I was even formed in the womb? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I was even formed in the womb, God knew I was going to preach this sermon. <laughs> So there's, there's no accident about you. There is no, there's no afterthought about you. You are purpose-built. See the size of your nose and head? Your height? Everything was planned. Everything was planned. Everything was planned. So I need you to focus on your assignment. Created for something. Designed for something. Created for something designed for something. You can use your Benz car as a petrol tanker. It's not possible. It's not possible. We all have our capacities. We all have our graces. We all have our abilities. And guess what? It is not too late to go back home, sit down, watch this sermon again on Facebook, read your notes again on Facebook, and realign your life. And reset your life. And reload your life again. Your credit may have finished. But please get credit and reload and recharge. And start life again. It is better to be your best in the last three days before your death. Than to regret and say it is impossible for me to start. He's the beginning and the end. In God there is no lateness. If only you discover the truth about him and discover what he wants to do. The founder of KFC started his success after 60 years when he was on retirement. That was when. You see, the older you grow, the wiser you become. And so if we start life again right now, you will do it better. You will do it better. If we start life again right now, you will do it better. Stop the regret and begin the re-engineering of your life. 
Regret will never add anything to your life. But re-engineering your life will add something. It begins with a new relationship with the Lord. It begins by going back to the one who created you and asking him, make even this sermon better for me. It was preached by a man, but flesh and blood cannot reveal you to me. Now I'm coming to you. Reveal you yourself to me. Show me me in you. And you'll see where you'll be. God bless you. And thank you for joining me.